Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. Hey, everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardy board, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855 Rhino TX. That's 855 Rhino TX. And online, Texas Rhino Shield. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. That's right. It's the Monday edition of the Todd and Oz Show. We always begin with the big stories. And listen, you can join us anytime you want with your thoughts and opinions at 512-836-0590. Some of former President Donald Trump's fellow Republicans Sunday lashed out at him for saying that he would not want to protect NATO members from future attacks by Russia if those countries' contributions to defend the alliance are lagging. We get more on that story. Here is reporter Jackie Quinn. These are people making decisions on our national security. These are people making decisions on the future of our economy. We need to know they're at the top of their game. This is not not something to play with. You've got Russia, China, and Iran all targeting us right now. And we're going to put two 80-year-olds up as president? We can do better. World leaders are already weighing in. Russia's foreign minister says it really makes no difference if President Biden or former President Trump is reelected. And a Chinese professor of international relations says the two presidential candidates are, quote, like two bowls of poison. The presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. Trump this weekend on China says he'll be tough again. We didn't play games and we took out billions, hundreds of billions of dollars out of China. While President Biden in November met with Xi Jinping in San Francisco. Stable relationship between the world's two largest economies is not merely good for the two economies, but for the world. A stable relationship. It's good for everyone. French President Emmanuel Macron says whoever wins America's first priority will be itself. I'm Jackie Quinn. An overwhelming majority of Americans think President Joe Biden is too old to serve another term. That according to an ABC poll, according to the poll conducted by Ipsos Knowledge Panel, 86% of Americans think Joe Biden, 81, is too old to serve another term as president. Now, this figure includes 59% of Americans who think both he and the former president, Donald Trump, the Republican frontrunner, are too old. And 27% think only Joe Biden is too old. Newsman John Stolness has more from the campaign trail. The Biden campaign and the White House were on damage control after special counsel Robert Hur's report on Biden's handling of classified documents. Democratic Senator Chris Coons, who also serves as a co-chair of the president's re-election campaign, ripped the council's report on ABC's This Week. We are in a fight for the soul of our nation, and the idea that somehow Joe Biden forgot the date of his son's death is offensive and appalling. Biden's personal lawyer, Bob Bauer, made a rare public appearance speaking on CBS's Face the Nation, criticizing the report for its comments on the president's memory. This flood of characterizations, factual misstatements, pejorative comments about the president that are inconsistent with 
DOJ policy and norms. This is not what prosecutors do. It is shoddy work product. An ABC News Ipsos poll out over the weekend finds 86% of Americans think the 81-year-old Biden is too old to serve another term. Biden campaign co-chair Mitch Landrieu on NBC's Meet the Press. He's smart. He's on his game. When you go in to brief the president, you gotta, you better have your big boy <laughs> pants on. And, and this kind of sense that he's not ready for this job is just a bucket of BS that's so I'm deep, your boots will get stuck in. And that assertion was backed up by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who was asked on ABC's This Week what he has seen from President Biden during their many interactions over the last few months. And I found him very clear uh, and very focused. We uh, uh, managed to agree on the war aims and on many things. Sometimes we had disagreements, but they weren't born of a, a lack of understanding on his part or on my part. But Republican Senator Tom Cotton on Fox News Sunday says her had to include Biden's trouble with his memory as a way of explaining away why the Justice Department didn't pursue criminal charges in the classified documents case. There's no new bombshells about President Biden in this. The American people have seen for years that he is a man with a failing mem memory. John Stolness, Washington. It is 537. A woman wearing a trench coat armed with a long rifle was fatally shot by law enforcement officers after allegedly opening fire at George Joel Olstein's Lakewood Church. This happened yesterday afternoon. CBS Texas reporter Steve Pickett has the story. This woman walked in here, according to authorities, and opened fire, plain and simple, and could have hurt a lot of people. Unfortunately, there was one child who is critically injured. As you mentioned, that woman is dead. One other person also hit with this gunfire. It sent many of the congregants that were here inside Lakewood, and you know there are hundreds, if not thousands, who are typically here. Many of them sent running as a result of this gunfire. This Houston's police chief describing the attack as one that had potential for more devastation. Woman walking to this sanctuary with a little boy. This child was five years of age, we are told. Uh, two licensed peace officers working as church security, one with Houston police, the other an ATF agent. They returned fire. She entered the building. She was armed with a long rifle and a trench coat with a backpack, accompanied by a small child, approximately four to five years old. Uh, once she entered, uh, at some point she began to fire. Both officers, the officer and agent, uh, engaged, striking the female. Uh, she's deceased here on the scene. Unfortunately, a five-year-old kid was hit and is a critical condition. We don't understand why these things happen, but we know God's in control, and we're gonna pray for that little five-year-old boy and pray for the lady that was deceased. The world knows the face of Joel Osteen, and today he had to face the rest of the world with something that has happened far too often in too many other places. This time at the entrance door here at Lakewood. No official information regarding the identity of this woman. All we were told, they believe she to be 30 to 35 years of age and had that five-year-old little boy with her and a backpack and again that long gun. There was at least one other individual again who was inside. We were told hit in the hip or the leg. We believe to be a congregant here. No serious injuries for anyone else. And obviously, police and authorities here continue their investigation, hopefully to update exactly why this woman came here and prevented and created this kind of carnage emotionally and physically for so many. Reporting live, Steve Pickett, 
CBS News, Texas. It is 540 here at KLBJ. The city of Leander will enter its strictest water restrictions today. And while the Brushy Creek Regional Utility Authority's 36-inch underwater pipeline begins preparations to be replaced. This repair begins February the 28th, but city leaders wanted to enact stage four restrictions ahead of time to reduce the city's demand. Now, this phase four prohibits all outdoor watering. People are also encouraged to turn off irrigation systems completely and limit other non-essential uses. Yeah, the goal is to bring demand to at least 9 million gallons per day. The city's capacity is at 25 million gallons per day. The Austin Transit Partnership is still collecting your tax dollars from multi-billion dollar project Connect Light Rail plan, despite that plan now being significantly smaller than what the voters said yes to three years ago. Executive VP for Design, Peter Mullen, he spoke with KVU. He says this is what the people want. This is a project for the public, for the community. So we have to make sure that it's serving the community to the absolute best of our ability. The ATP is seeking public inputs for the locations for new rail stations, of which there are about 15 planned for the line. An open house was held over the weekend. Another is planned for this evening. In the wake of several deaths last year in Lady Bird Lake, a Rainy Street Safety Pilot Program is launched by Austin Travis County EMS. Assistant Chief Wesley Hopkins tells KXAN they staged two medics near the lake to help quickly respond and just in case there's an incident there along the shoreline. They're highly intoxicated and way too close to a large body of water. He says the program has helped intercept some people who are walking too close to the water's edge. Hopkins says he hopes to see the pilot program expand, but will have to uh, require additional funding from the city. It is 541. A Texas senator thinks lawmakers, federal judges, and cabinet officials should get special treatment at the nation's airports. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz has a proposal to let lawmakers, federal judges, and cabinet officials get through airport security much more quickly with an airport security escort as well as private screening. He cites increased threats against political figures, but Politico cited Cruz being photographed at an airport leaving for Cancun during a historic Texas winter storm three years ago as a possible reason. The proposal would put TSA on the hook for this, but they could arrange for airport police to handle the political VIPs. The executive director of the Airport Law Enforcement Agency's network says this would be a burden to them and that it should be on federal law enforcement to provide these escorts. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. It is 5.50 here at KLBJ, and with a look at Monday Business, here's reporter Jessica Edinger. On Wall Street on Friday. That bell is going to mark the first ever close above 5,000 for the S&P 500. Quite a session, quite a week, quite a market. Quite a market. That's CNBC's Scott Wapner at the close Friday. And Wall Street opens this morning with the S&P at a record high above 5,000 for the first time at 5,026. Investors are talking about buying stocks with indexes at or near all-time highs. You definitely have the pockets of overvaluation, and then you've got the other areas, the you know small caps and some of the value stocks that haven't come back. But I definitely think there are opportunities in the market. You just have to be fairly diversified at this point. DCLA's Surat Sethi on CNBC. Revised inflation data came out Friday, and in December, inflation was even lower than first reported in the updated Consumer Price Index report. Cisco wouldn't comment to CNBC heading into the weekend, but it's reportedly set to cut thousands of jobs and focus only on high-growth areas of the business. Airfares are going down. 
And that's hitting booking site Expedia. Its shares plunged 18% on Friday. Chiefs and 49ers on the football field aside, it was the Chiefs that dominated in the advertising industry in the last football season. Uh, during this year's NFL season alone, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid starred in a combined 33 different TV commercials, which cost nearly $400 million to air. Kelsey, Reid, and uh, Mahomes have been winners in the ad place. CNBC's Tyler Matheson. For the first time in more than 20 years, Mexico has surpassed China as the leading source of goods imported into the U.S. But there's a difference between where something's manufactured and where it's assembled. Once um, Trump put on the tariffs and Biden kept the tariffs, there was a lot of pressure on manufacturers to move their supply chains to avoid those tariffs. And so what you saw was a lot of assembly moving to places like Vietnam and Mexico. We classify those as imports from Vietnam and Mexico. A lot of the parts are made in China. So there's a you know, a shell game going on here. The Wall Street Journal's Greg Ip on CNBC. On today's watch list, we get earnings from Goodyear, Avis Budget, and Waste Management. JetBlue has a new CEO this morning, Joanna Garrity. The latest on consumer retail spending will be out with the CNBC NRF retail monitor data. The ad industry, of course, celebrating or crying this morning, depending on how well their commercials did with viewers during the Super Bowl last night. That is reporter Jessica Edinger. It is 5.53. Texas lawmakers continue to push the United States Postal Service about delivery issues across the state. Congressman Mike McCall from the Brazos Valley and Senator John Cornyn from Texas sent a letter to the Postmaster general expressing their concerns. The lawmakers say they have received multiple reports from constituents who have experienced delays. It's believed these delays are caused by failure to implement new processing technology. They are calling for more public transparency to affected customers. Jim Bartow, TSN News. That 100-mile stretch of SH-130 to the east of town may soon become a testing ground for autonomous vehicle testing. Fiberlight LLC, they're based in Atlanta. They would like to pump about $20 million into 130 corridor to turn it into a fully functional autonomous vehicle corridor by providing 100 gigabytes worth of connectivity to support the necessary software that would be required. It is 554. You know bad roads across the state of Texas? It's costing you, Texas drivers, some big bucks. The United States boasts an impressive interstate network of 4.2 million miles of roads, but underlying that reputation is a backlog of $786 billion in needed repairs, according to the American Society of Civil Engineers. On average, the society estimates, American motorists spend a collective $130 billion on extra vehicle repairs and fuel fuel costs as a result of driving on poor quality roads and bridges. Roads in the Lone Star State have deteriorated in the past 20 years. In 2000, just under 83% of roads were in acceptable condition, while 77.6% were in good condition in 2020. In response to unsafe driving and incidents stemming from roads in poor conditions, the Texas state's legislature passed House Bill 1885 in June, which permits local authorities to temporarily change the speed limit on roads during inclement weather, construction, or because the road itself is in bad shape. Tom Gully, TSN News. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Come on now, it's the Monday edition of the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, and you can join us anytime you want. 
The number's 512-836-0590. I think we got the texting machine up and running. Yes, we do. Found warm. There we go. That's good. It's, it's, it's working just fine, actually. Listen to how smooth it is. You know why that texting machine is so smooth? Is we don't have a person experiencing homelessness who broke into it and set it on fire. Uh, you know, that t- that tends to help the situation. Yeah, it's working bing, just bing, fine. Bing, bing, Nobody, bing. Yeah. Nobody's broken in. Nobody set it on fire, nothing like that. Nobody experiencing homelessness has uh, caused any damage this morning to the machine. How about that? And we are grateful, grateful yeah. for that. Uh, 512-836-0590. Yeah, uh, Austin Fire, uh, well, they had a big one this weekend. It was a two-alarm fire at 7th and Trinity. And, uh, and and it went up in flames. The flames were seen for, for miles. And I think this building is a total loss, right? I, I believe so. Well, uh, the Austin Fire Department, they uh, they issued a, a, a tweet overnight saying the fire was, was ruled to be undetermined. Due to structural instability, fire investigators cannot safely access the area of origin. Yeah. It has been confirmed that the building was occupied by a person experiencing homelessness. A primary search was completed and no victims were found. Well, that's good. You know, nobody hurt. So that's the most important thing here. Well, the, the, uh, but the, I think we could probably s- safely say that the building caught fire, whether intentionally or otherwise, by the homeless gentleman who had taken up residence in there. Somebody committed breaking and entering, and they set the place on fire, and now an insurance company has to has a big payout. Yep. Is, yeah. is this Austin's homeless solution? It, it must be. Yeah. And I'll tell you, on social media over the weekend, saw a picture of this. You know, it's at that building you might recognize. It's got the mural of Janis Joplin That's right. and, and Willie Nelson on it, right? And it's a picture of that wall. Uh, from the perspective, looking at that wall with flames shooting up out of the building or yeah. out of the roof, and and whoever's tweet it was, it said something along the lines of, "I've never seen a more apropos photo for the current state of Austin <laughs> than this." You got Willie and Janice on fire. <laughs> well, listen, you uh, you can jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Listen, another big story today that hasn't been talked about a whole lot is the stage four water restrictions for the city of Leander. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. This one's kind of snuck up on a lot of people, but the city's been talking about this for w- weeks, and mm-hmm. you've probably seen some bulletins on your water bill and on the city's website. Well, uh, well, Leander will enter its strictest water restrictions today, while the Brushy Creek uh, Regional Utility Authority's uh, 36-inch water line is uh, in preparation to be replaced. Had some damage there not too long ago, and, and now they're making the repairs. The repairs will start on February the 28th, but they want to enact Stage 4 restrictions now to reduce water consumption. And Phase 4 means no outdoor watering. That's right. That's right, and uh, they're they're asking that you, you know, if, if you can, just turn off your irrigation stuff for now as well. Uh, this is a big deal. It, it's a it's that thirty six inch pipe. It broke first back in twenty twenty. Then they fixed it. Then it broke again. Mm. So they're they're trying to get their consumption down or their their demand down to like nine million gallons a day. And I think our capacity is about twenty five million a day. Correct. Uh, but yeah, these no, no uh, you know shut your irrigation system off and no outdoor watering basically. <laughs> yeah. Nobody'd be watering their lawn now anyway, right? Probably not. Probably yeah. I mean, we had some, you know especially we had some great rain over the weekend. Yeah. But this will impact. I think this is going to you know this is going to be a weeks long process. Several weeks. Yeah. Uh, and and you know this this is a, a line that also supplies Leander. Cedar Park and uh, Round Rock, I believe. If not, I don't know Georgetown, but uh, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah, so, so, so uh, be prepared. Stage four restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is six oh nine. You could jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Listen, in the wake of several deaths, you know, bodies being pulled from Lady Bird Lake. Well, a, a Rainy Street Safety Pilot Program uh, was launched by Austin Travis County EMS. And Assistant Chief Wesley Hopkins, he spoke with KXAN, 
They say they stage uh, two medics near the lake to help quickly respond to this, uh, you know, to various incidents along the shoreline. What what time of night are they there? Well, I, I would assume they're they're there, you know, into the evening, late in the evening, especially as people would be more frequently leaving those bars at that point. So in let's time. say between uh, eleven p.m. and three a.m. Probably, it seems like a good enough time. 12, 12, 12 to two, ten to two, something like that. Here's Assistant Chief Wesley Hopkins. Where they're highly intoxicated and way too close to a large body of water. I mean, this is the story. This is what's interesting. Is you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of things online about some, you know, some. People trying to spread some fear about a serial killer and stuff like that. So the, the police say there's nothing like that going on. However, there's a lot of cities with entertainment districts along the river. Sure. And us in Chicago are the only ones that have a rash of young, healthy men being plucked from the water. Except this most recent was was female. But, I get but, that. but yes, you are correct. I get it, that. it is very, very uncommon what in all these other cities. What is different about the landscaping of Rainy Street and the lake? Uh, compared to other, uh, you know, riverfront communities that have entertainment districts. Is there like any sort of big, not big, there wouldn't be big, but any sort of like cliffside drop-off around there in the rainy area where, know, where somebody, man. you know, maybe just would take a step and it's, you know, maybe five, seven feet down into the water and they just plunge down? and Maybe so. I don't know. Because, again, like I, I've said, I don't know if I've ever been, you know, in a situation I, I, could, I, could, I couldn't get myself out of the water. 6-16 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, welcome back. Todd Jeffries, Patrick Osborne, and you at 512-836-0590. I don't have it queued up here, but I'm just curious. Did you get a chance to see the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, political campaign ad during the Super Bowl? Just curious. Uh, was it kind of weird? Was it smart? Did you get it? Uh, 512-836-0590. Basically, it looks like an old campaign ad from uh, his family, the old Kennedys kind of thing. Yeah, he dug and, up an ad from his, his uncle. Yeah, and, and apparently he had, he had to apologize uh, to some of the Kennedy family, that according to his own tweets, and then uh, and then he still you know shared it on the Twitterverse. Just curious, you saw it in the Super Bowl. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, 512-836-0590. How about this 100-mile stretch of SH-130 to the east of town, may soon become a testing ground for autonomous vehicles. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, uh, Fiber Light LLC, they're based in Atlanta, and they would like to pump about $20 million into the 130 corridor to turn it into a fully functional autonomous vehicle corridor. Fiber Light is the company, and, uh, and basically they'd like to pave the way for uh, 100 gigabytes worth of connectivity to support the software that would be required for the autonomous vehicles on that corridor. Yeah. What do you think of that? A 512-836-0590. I think it's pretty cool uh, sounding. You know, it's very sort of Buck Rogers, high-tech, wave of the future is here kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they're, they're picking 130, I guess, in part because, you know, you've got pretty long, wide-open stretches, 85 miles an hour. They say in their press release... They say SH-130 is the modern-day equivalent of Route 66, yeah. supporting dozens of communities and enabling 21st century solutions. I'm not sure I'd go about that far. Yeah. You know, I don't think 50 years from now anybody's going to be talking about, you know, America's highway, SH-130, through Texas. Probably you know, like not. Route 66. Probably not, but they're trying to win the community over Fiberlight is. Yeah. So they're, so they're going to say some nice things about 130. They want to... I, You know, I guess they would kind of take control of it for a while, really, if you think about it, right? And, and what does that mean, setting up the connectivity up and down the 100-mile stretch? I guess it's so that uh, uh, the vehicles can talk to each other and that sort of thing. Yeah, I... I uh, it's still kind of wavy out there. It's, you know, that that, that ranch land, that, uh, 
you know, that landfill land out there that, uh, you know, 130 was built on gets kind of wavy over the years right. and kind of sunk in a few spots. Well, they say that this would be, uh, they need that 100 gigabytes of connectivity to the public infrastructure network nodes, or PINs. There would be 240 of these nodes situated every 2,000 feet across SH-130, uh, and then they would provide uh, the broadband and uh, connectivity for these uh, autonomous vehicles to, I guess, communicate with. Yeah. Well, I guess they'd have to work with Centra. That is a Spanish company, not a Mexican company, according to some texters this morning. It's a Spanish company, Spanish, Centra, correct. that uh, that purchased uh, Texas 130, at least a section of it, years and years ago, thanks to Senator Kirk Watson at the time. Uh, I, you know, I'm just curious as to who this benefits the $20 million. I mean, what are, is that road upgrades? Is that just connectivity upgrades? You know, that sort of thing. And yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, they say approximate. So it's, you know, 92 miles is what they say. But, but they're saying that that money... Uh, yeah, it's uh, the hardware, software upgrades, uh, in infrastructure improvements, things like that 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 will add for basically for the installation and design or design and installation. All right, there you go. Get so, the uh, so look for that. Yeah. Uh, Texas one thirty, the uh, the Route sixty six of our modern era. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, it's it's the digital Route sixty six. Oh, okay, right? okay, I get, it. I get that. that. Okay, uh, listen, uh, jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Former president and 2024 presidential frontrunner Donald Trump, he made some comments uh, about NATO uh, basically over the weekend, and that's rattled a few nerves and angered a few people on both sides of the aisle. Democrats and Republicans are pushing back. But let's think about this. On Saturday, Donald Trump told a rally he'd encourage Russia to attack NATO allies who didn't meet military spending targets. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg saying that suggestion undermines all of our security. Former President Trump claimed to have made the comment on Russia to another world leader. Members are meant to spend at least 2% of their wealth on defence, something only 11 of the 30 nations are doing. Stoltenberg says the alliance Alliance is ready and able to defend its members, but any suggestion otherwise puts American and European soldiers at risk. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Let's talk about it. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. Every time a little uh, country decides, well, gets permission to join NATO, that means that we have to protect them. That's right. That's what that means. That's right. That's what that alliance is. And uh, if they're not paying their fair share... Well, he basically says we should reconsider. Mm. Well, I, I, sounds harsh. Show, show me a NATO nation that does pay its fair share. That's true, and not not including the United States of America. Got a point there. There is not one, and a lot of these little NATO nations. You're right; they're like that mouthy girlfriend that you know. You're just sitting there minding your own business. Next thing you know, she's she's got you into a fight with with some big guy. Yeah, you know, you got to you got to go defend her uh, just by default by proxy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean. What's so wrong? What does NATO well, do for us? And, and here's the thing. Uh, you know, if you think about it, you know, some of those nations, maybe they can't. Okay, may, let's say they don't have the money to do that. It, it, at least they should fall in line and be supportive, right? Yeah. Instead of speaking out against America. It's not too much to ask, I don't think. Right? But don't be a jerk on the global stage. But what do they do for, what, what did NATO nations ever do for the United States? Well, there is an alliance. There needs there's to be an alliance, alliance right? I mean, uh, there's there's a couple of alliances building, right? So there's our NATO alliance with our allies. And then you got China, Russia, Iran mm. that are forming their own alliance. Sure. You know, and, it, and and if they don't join ours, could they join theirs? I mean, I guess that's the thought, you know? Yeah. I, I, 
I mean, I guess I could, I could understand why this would, would ruffle some feathers. Trump's pretty good at, you know, he, he knows how he, he can pick his words and he's pretty good at that. Well, the, the problem I have is, is some of these nations that don't pay their fair share. As do I. But then they say mean things about America. You know what I mean? That ain't cool. Well, you remember when we're picking up the tab at the table, and then you're and then you're bashing us on the way out the door after we paid for everything. Come on, that's not cool. Trump called them all out on that. Remember when he was when he was still president? He was over there. He was meeting with all the NATO nations, and, and yeah. he basically told them their faces. You guys don't pay nearly enough. Yeah. Listen, uh, uh, the Democrat mayor of Denver, Colorado, is imposing a wartime shared sacrifice on Americans rather than curbing his welcoming of uh, tens of thousands of illegal immigrants. Mayor Mike Johnston, he's a Democrat from Colorado, like other Democrat big city mayors, is uh, is also hoping to impose a sacrifice on Americans will spur voter turnout against Donald Trump. Johnston, he spoke uh, at an event on February the 9th, three days after the Republican, you know, revolt blocked the uh, the more migration deal. It was pushed by uh, Mitch McConnell and others. Well, this deal opened up uh, the American border to about 5,000 uh, a day, maybe even even more. Well, uh, this shared sacrifice is, uh, well, according to Johnston, is something that we should all take on. The shared sacrifice of the moment. No, thanks. Try to tug on our heartstrings here. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, Denver's mayor, Mike Johnson, announces cuts in services mm-hmm. at the DMV and the Parks and Recreation Department there in uh, Denver to free up more resources for illegal aliens. And he warns there will be more cuts coming. So dig deep. We may have to shut some libraries down, shut some pools down. We got some illegal alien guests in town we need to take care of, he says. What do you think? 512-836-0590. It's getting crazy out there. You know, I, I mean, it's just, it's just getting crazy that we're at a point where Americans have been, it, it, it's been made abundantly clear to all of us. You know, your city services that you pay for, uh, you're not prioritized for that. Your, your national security, you're not prioritized for that. In Brookline, Massachusetts, at the at the behest of, of their esteemed governor there, uh, families have started taking in illegal immigrants into their own home uh, because there is no more room at the inn. Logan Airport is packed to the gills, and this is a this is a disaster that's only getting worse by the day. And and real lives, real American lives are impacted, and your governments just don't seem to care. You're telling me that uh, there's some uh, sanctuary city Democrats that voted to be a sanctuary city. That are now opening up their doors to house illegal aliens? Mara Healy, yeah, up there, the Massachusetts governor, is pleading with Massachusetts residents, please open up your doors and take them in. Well, they should. Well, you're right. They should. You're right. If they have any integrity, they should. So should Kirk Watson. Yeah. So should uh, Gregorio Casar and the others here in town as well. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Todd Jeffries, Patrick Osborne. Ladies and gentlemen, you have found the Todd and Oz Show. Uh, you can jump in at 512-836-0590. And two people injured and a suspect is dead after a shooting at uh, Joel Olstein's megachurch uh, there in Houston. And uh, what police say, a woman with a long trench coat entered the Lakewood Church there in Houston with a rifle and began to open fire. Uh, she was accompanied by a five-year-old child, and officers uh, then confronted uh, the woman, killed her. Uh, the boy was uh, injured during the shooting with police. What a scene this was. Mm. This could have been a whole lot worse. It was bad enough. Osteen, he reacted at a press conference shortly after. We're going to stay strong. We're going to continue to to move forward and 
there are forces of evil, but the, the forces that are for us, the forces of God are stronger than that. Yes. So we're going to keep going strong and just, uh, you know, doing what God's called us to do, lift people up and give hope to the world. Yeah, that five-year-old boy is in critical condition. Meanwhile, the 57-year-old man was also hurt in the shooting. Uh, he's in stable condition. Osteen's church, uh, well, they regularly have about 45,000 people a week, and this was a Spanish-speaking service. Mm. Uh, that was getting underway about 2 o'clock uh, Sunday afternoon. That poor kid. Yeah. Five years old. So sad. What a tragedy. And, you know, uh, this is something, every time I'm I'm sitting in mass, this is something I, I think about something like this happening with my back to the wall, my back to the door there. It's it's always on my mind. Sure. I, I mean, and, and that's not an exaggerate. Well, I'm not always, but every time I'm, I'm at church, mm. it is on my mind. I got you. Uh, to the point where I often don't attend mass unarmed. Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah. In fact, I don't attend Mass unarmed ever. I hear what you're saying. I, but yeah. but I, I guess my point is, it's extremely unfortunate that even houses of worship are not safe from that kind of thing. It is 634. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. Well, an overwhelming majority of Americans think that Joe Biden is, uh, well, too old to serve another term. This is according to an ABC News Ipsos poll. And according to the poll using Ipsos Knowledge Panel, 86% of Americans think that uh, Joe Biden, 81, is too old to serve another term as president. Uh, and, and that figure includes 59% of Americans who think both he and the former president, Donald Trump, are, uh, you know, are too old to run. 27% think only Joe Biden is too old. So uh, there you go. Now, that report from the special counsel last week, it did a lot of damage to, uh, to Joe's integrity, if you will. Yeah. I mean, uh, they were all out on the Sunday shows trying to defend Joe Biden. Well, and a lot of these media outlets really had, these, these were like come to Jesus moments for them. I mean, they were, sure. they, they, it, was, uh, it was extremely damaging for Joe yeah. and them. Newsman John Stolness has uh, uh, more details. The Biden campaign and the White House were on damage control after special counsel Robert Hur's report on Biden's handling of classified documents. Democratic Senator Chris Coons, who also serves as a co-chair of the president's re-election campaign, ripped the council's report on ABC's This Week. We are in a fight for the soul of our nation, and the idea that somehow Joe Biden forgot the date of his son's death is offensive and appalling. Biden's personal lawyer, Bob Bauer, made a rare public appearance, speaking on CBS's Face the Nation, criticizing the report for its comments on the president's memory. This flood of characterizations, factual misstatements, pejorative comments about the president that are inconsistent with DOJ policy and norms. This is not what prosecutors do. It is shoddy work product. An ABC News Ipsos poll out over the weekend finds 86% of Americans think the 81-year-old Biden is too old to serve another term. Biden campaign co-chair Mitch Landrieu on NBC's Meet the Press. He's smart. He's on his game. When you go in to brief the president, you gotta, you better have your big boy <laughs> pants on. And and this kind of sense that he's not ready for this job is just a bucket of BS that's so I'm deep, your boots will get stuck in. And that assertion was backed up by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who was asked on ABC's This Week what he has seen from President Biden during their many interactions over the last few months. And I found him very clear uh, and very focused. We uh, uh, managed to agree on the war aims and on many things. Sometimes we had disagreements, but they weren't born of a, a lack of understanding on his part or on my part. 
But Republican Senator Tom Cotton on Fox News Sunday says her had to include Biden's trouble with his memory as a way of explaining away why the Justice Department didn't pursue criminal charges in the classified documents case. There's no new bombshells about President Biden in this. The American people have seen for years that he is a man with a failing memory. John Stolness, Washington. All right, there you go. So I, I guess those folks that, uh, you know, stepped up to the plate to defend Joe Biden and his mental faculties over the weekend, I guess that what they're trying to tell us is, is he is is fit to stand trial right. for the mishandling of classified documents. Right. That's what that report says. The special counsel had to come up with a reason, you know, for not prosecuting, right? Mm -hmm. Because if he just came out with no reason and said, yeah, we're not pursuing uh, charges, this would have been the, uh, the it would have been another shining example of a two-tier judicial system, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are a lot of, a, a lot of Democrats are, are, are furious right now about this, this report. Remember, uh, Old Circleback Saki, yeah, she was on. Uh, she was on there making the rounds on uh, Meet the Press over the weekend, and she's furious. You know, talking about all the stuff that's gone on, and and what do we wake up to? This wall to wall coverage of of a man who's only four years older than his. There's a vast difference between how Donald Trump, his mental faculties, and Joe Biden. And we've watched Joe Biden, who we already knew his brain his brain was was misfiring on the campaign trail. Sure, we've watched it get worse and worse and worse. Nikki Haley's been trying to play up this Donald Trump, you know, uh, brain, uh, mental acuity thing as well. I don't see it. I, I, I've not seen yeah. any sort of decline. Yeah, people are not buying that uh, mm -hmm. by and large. So, so, you know, maybe they are similar age. Maybe they are both, you know, old guys. One is extremely more fit than the other. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's pretty obvious, and I, I understand why people think that uh, you know both men are too old. I, I get that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I get that. I mean, if you just want to make the argument, just from the baseline that our presidents are, are our candidates are too old, sure. But if you want to say, well, they're both too old, and they're, uh, no, well, Donald Trump's brain still works. Who's helping Joe Biden run the country? Barack Obama. Do you think so? Probably. I mean, I hear that, and I see people t tweeting about it and texting about it and all that stuff, but. There's real no indication of it, right? No. I mean, you I just kind of assume it's got to be somebody, right? Because he doesn't remember what he had for breakfast. Mm -hmm. So we can't trust him with the nuclear codes, of course. So I would assume somebody's helping him. Well, I mean, they, they powers that be still trust him enough with the codes. Can't stand trial, but he can hold the codes. It's weird. I don't it's think it'll work. I don't think the people around him trust him with anything. I wouldn't. You could tell by their reaction. To everything that, you know, every response that the community, that the public has about the things that Joe Biden says and does, they immediately get defensive. And they have to say things like, no, 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 he he has a good memory. He, no, Joe has good memory. If you got to say it, then he doesn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are re they're really pushing that hard. Really hard. There's nothing to worry about. It's just, yeah. it's just old Joe. It's no big deal. Listen, there's a new study that shows Austin has a higher percentage of women uh, working in uh, on construction sites compared to the national average. This is pretty interesting. Yeah, this study bond done by uh, Construction Coverage, uh, it showed Austin lag behind uh, over, uh, you know, two dozen other cities, but still uh, leads San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas when it comes to uh, construction jobs for women. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not sure why this is a story. What, what does that mean? What does that mean that we have more women uh, in construction compared to some cities? Well, I, I, I guess it's uh, it's one of those careers in which uh, 
uh, people want to see more women trying to get into. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure why it why? matters. Why? It, I'm not really sure why it matters. That's a good question. Why actually. is it so important to bring up those numbers in construction? At the end of the day, it's one of those things, right? It doesn't matter. I, I don't really care who you are. Can you build and, and, and do it safely and do it well with quality? Okay, great. You're hired. Yeah. The study done by Construction Coverage showed Austin lagged behind over two dozen other U.S. cities, but still led San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, and El Paso. The Austin Round Rock Metro was nearly 12% women in construction, with the national average being just over 11%. You have the local employers saying we want more women. They're helping us to recruit more women into these fields. Workforce Solutions Capital Area Manager Michelle Buford tells KXAN wages are higher for women in construction and there's not much of a wage gap in the formerly male-dominated field. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, how about that? The story there from uh, newsman Eric Lycom. Uh in, in that, uh, that KXAN story that he, he referenced there, uh, they talked to uh, Michelle Buford. She's with the Workforce Solutions Capital Area, and, and she says it used to be a male-dominated field. But I'm still thinking when, when it only is. 11% of, it of is. It, it's, it's extremely male-dominated still. Yeah. And I think it will probably nothing continue wrong. to be for most of our history just because yeah. that's, you know. There's, there's nothing wrong with women in construction. No. Nothing wrong with no, that no, at no. all. But should it be the focus and the pursuit? I don't know. It seems like a silly thing. This is one of those things that matters to, to people, you know. For uh, some reason. Kevin in Georgetown this morning. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. What's hey, on your mind? Yes, sir. My takeaway take on uh, Joe Biden and the special counsel is Justice Department is telling us that he's not fit to uh, stand trial is uh, President Biden himself for years have told us that when he comes out to talk to the press, he reads the note his staffs gives him, like, don't take questions or only take this question or, or ask this question. So I think the American people already know but evidently, you know, the media is trying to present uh, a ghost of Biden is better than Trump. So that, that's the disingenuity. Yeah, I got you. No, no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It basically confirmed what we already knew, right? Just- Today, the city of Austin is expected to receive a $1 million climate pollution reduction grant aimed at helping develop climate action strategies to benefit the Austin, Round Rock, Georgetown metro area. Yeah, this is according to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. The grant will be presented at Austin City Hall at 9 this morning. And, and I would assume that the Ryan Alters of the world are very excited about this. Does this right? mean that we just solved... Did we just solve global warming? I think we did. I think we did. We, we just did. one fell grant, one big grant right here. Polar bears coming back home. The ozone is closed up. I, I saw a polar bear in Liberty Hill overnight. Yeah, I, I they're, they're here. I they're did in too. The area. Yeah, they're All in right. the area. Very exciting. Well, listen, uh, this is a pretty interesting story because you know that the city council uh, with uh, with Ryan Alter, city councilman Ryan Alter, they're on a mission to uh, present a big bond package at the polls soon uh, to uh, to save the planet from its uh, its pending end. Yeah, right, right, right. That's that's what that's 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 what's in Ryan Alter's head. The world is coming to an end because of climate change. This climate crisis needs to be tackled now, and the only way we can save the planet is by Austin saying yes to a billion dollar bond package here. Yeah. Now I don't know what that money would go towards, and neither does Ryan Alter. He just <laughs> needs the money. He just need just gimme, 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 gimme. We'll t- we'll figure out where to spend it later. That's cute coming from a guy who I've heard has 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 been quoted as saying, I just don't get economics. Yeah. Well, clearly. Clearly. Clearly, clearly you don't. don't. Yeah. And, and and where does he get off being so arrogant about this? We're going to save the world in Austin, Texas. It's going to have to cost you billions, though. Yeah. You're going to have to allow us to borrow, put you into billions of dollars of debt. 
because we've got to save the world. Yeah, but he never says what he wants to spend the money on. No. He Which I not. think is, uh, you know, before the people say yes, well, you know, the, Ryan, people need to know what you're going to spend this money on, right? He's using words and, and, and phrases like, you know, we made a lot of plans with great environmental goals, but we failed to make the investments needed to meet those goals, and we've been falling short. Yeah, well, we do know that they do have a goal to get more people out of their cars. Uh, they, they, the city believes that we have too many people uh, with uh, too many vehicles on the road right this very minute with just one occupant. On their way to work, on their way to school, or wherever you're going. Wherever you're going about your day. It's none of our business. It's none of the city's business, really. But there's too many of you with uh, one vehicle and one person in that car. In the city, led by Ryan Alter, they got to stop you. They don't like you traveling freely on your own as you choose. They want to choose for you. Yes. They've, uh, from what I understand with this this plan here from the esteemed Mr. Alter, Mm. uh, they're going to... I guess uh, seek out a whole lot of, of public input. Uh, they're they're oh, going to really? the city manager go. They're going to get robust public input in the spring, consider any proposals that might be put forth here, and then come up at that point with the, the specific investments that they're going to need. These very, 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 very expensive investments to electrify everything. Charge all these batteries on uh, diesel-powered generators. In the, uh, on the X... Here's what Ryan Alter said yesterday afternoon. Climate change is here. And that's why I'm calling on an environmental investment plan to make sure you have clean air to breathe, water to drink, and reliable power, and green space to enjoy. I'd like to point out to Ryan Alter, uh, we, we currently have clean air to breathe. Mm. We, we actually have water to drink. I don't know if he knows that. Mm. We don't always have reliable power, but that's really Austin Energy's fault and not so much Texas. Mm-hmm. And the green space. Well, it's still plenty of it out there. The other ones that want to get rid of some of it there is Zilker Park by it's throwing true. up a massive amphitheater. That's true. Right? Parking lot. Well, I don't know about the parking garage anymore. Yeah. This guy doesn't get it. He can get, he can get life. I don't know how people like him get elected into office. Huh? He obviously has to know somebody. He has to have worked for somebody or known somebody because there's no way a guy like him should be up on a dais Hang passing on. policy. Hang on a second. Ken wants to weigh in. Ken, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, guys. Yes, sir. You know, I was born in 61, and I'm pretty sure all through the 60s and the 70s that during the summertime, it got hot. And, and I think it'll continue to get hot, and just because the millennials haven't seen it does not mean that that's a climate change. Hmm. Well, no, true. I mean, celestial bodies do change. It's you know? true. Uh, it, 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 it's going to yeah. happen. I, I, you know, every time that it's uh, summertime rolls around, the activists always wind up it's always climate change. They, they quit calling it global warming because that pattern changed here about 10 years ago. That's right. So now it's just climate change covers everything. Yeah. But you know, you never hear from these people at all when we have an eight degree Texas winter, two, possibly three years in a row. It's 14 degrees this year. They never come out of the closet when it's cold outside. But Guess what? June, July, when it gets up close to 100 in Central Texas, they will be back out in full force. Got a point there. Want more of your money? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Now, Thank you. Throughout throughout the generations, for decades, people have been spectacularly wrong about their their global warming predictions. I mean, you know, there were Harvard biologists saying between 85 and 2000, uh, the civilized world will be dead. Uh, you know, the survival of all nations, uh, you know, back in, in the 60s, they were saying the survival of all nations depends on what we do now because in 10 years, 
uh, you know, all of the ice caps will be melted. I mean, all these, they've been saying these same exact things yeah. for many, many, many decades now. It is uh, 6.55 here at KLBJ. Yeah, uh, yeah, officials, they announced this $1 million climate pollution reduction grant from the EPA will be used to develop plans aimed at reducing greenhouse gas emissions and harmful air pollution. Where? What are they talking about? Where? Where Where are you going to reduce greenhouse gas emissions here in town? And where are you going to uh, change the harmful air pollution currently in Austin, Texas? Which companies are they going to target with this million dollars? Seriously. Which companies are polluting the air here in town? And if Ryan Alter can't answer that question, then you should say no to the billion-dollar bond package he's going to throw at you. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. Hey, everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardy board, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855 855- Rhino TX. That's 855 Rhino TX. And online, TexasRhinoShield.com.